Hey, welcome to the Heavy Sweater Podcast. My name is John King. If this is your first time listening, um, thank you. But this is the Heavy Sweater Podcast. It's a deep dive into the beginnings of musicians and bands of the heavy variety. And this week, this is a fucking big one. You already know because you read the fucking title. Um, This is the first, the first ever international guest of the Heavy Sweater Podcast. So that's fucking real cool. I want to thank Joel from Aviana for being on the podcast this week. Such a fucking nice dude. He is so nice. Um, we get into music for him and like the bands he grew up listening to. A joined love for the band Him. Incredible fucking band. If you don't listen to him, fuck you. Straight up. That's just how it is, I guess. Um, you want to be a gronk about it? That's how you get treated. So, yeah, I'm a fucking idiot. Um, yeah, Joel's the vocalist for Aviana, and they're a fucking sick band. James Hart, the the drummer for Shokan, uh, told me about them and sent them in our group chat, and was like, check this band out, they're fucking crazy. And he wasn't wrong. Um, he was definitely right about that. So, thanks, James. You're probably not listening to this, and you'll never want to be a guest on the podcast because you don't think you've done enough in music, but you have. So... If you know James Hart, hit him up about um, being on the podcast. Yeah, Joel from Aviana. Fucking killer band. Absolutely killer band. Super nice. So, yeah, he took the time to have a chat with me. We get into music. His journey. His journey to Aviana. His journey in Aviana now. Um, And, yeah, it was fucking sick. So, with all that being said, it's Sunday. And you know what that means. Hey man, how you doing? Hi man, I'm fine. How are you? <laughs> Good. <laughs> Whenever I do these, I bring it up in like almost every episode. It's like the awkward like pretend hello as though we haven't spoken for like a minute or two yeah. beforehand. It's always so weird. <laughs> you have to sound like so genuine as well. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to be professional. It's like, uh, realistically, I'd probably just be talking shit if not. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's good that you're good. We're a couple of tired boys about to smash out a conversation. Yes. Sick. And well, I'm um, eating yogurt. So Yogurt. Fuck yeah. Sick. What flavor? Uh, this is strawberry, I think. Sick. Is it like actual strawberry or fake strawberry? No, there's actually like chunks of strawberry in it. So Hectic. Super good. Strawberries make me incredibly uncomfortable when I eat them. Oh, yeah? Yeah, like the little seed things. I hate that shit. Have you seen that people peel them off? No, but that's sick. <laughs> it's insane. <laughs> that's wild. <laughs> Fuck. But yeah, we'll get into like your history and heavy music and like everything for you. And we'll go back mm-hmm. to the very beginning and like what's the first sort of heavyish band you remember listening to? Oh shit. Are we gonna start with that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> sorry man sorry you just made me black out uh <laughs> first heaviest band um i think like bullet for my valentine okay like that just that like that like, was the first band you remember being like oh that's that's cool that like the absolute first band that made me like want to try music was uh, the finnish band him oh yes 
Holy I still fuck. listen to them every single fucking day. I love Same, everything. man. Him is so fucking good. Yes. They are incredible and incredibly underrated as a band. Yeah, and they broke up like a couple of years ago. Which yeah. Broke my fucking heart. Yeah, same. I was absolutely gutted about it. And that was like the, uh, I was such a fanboy of um, Villa Vallo, the vocalist. Yeah. He's so incredible. I, I like pretended to like smoke cigarettes. Like I had like a pen <laughs> and I was singing in my room and just, he looked so cool on stage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and I actually got the hardogram tattooed under my belly button. And that I is the, sick. The heart he has on his wrist. So like I was fanboying hard. That's so sick. Him are fucking amazing. Yes. So Fuck. like th- that's that's the first band that really got me like into music. Yeah. But the, uh, I'm not, like that's not heavy music in any sense. Like, yeah. Like it's like distorted guitars. Yeah. But it's all love music. At love the end metal. Of the day, so. Yes, yeah. I love it so much. <laughs> yeah, um, but yeah, Bullet for My Valentine was definitely the first band that like was the or like on the heavy side. Okay, cool. Um, and then of course Slipknot. Um, because yeah. like I had a lot of friends that listened to like Marilyn Manson and stuff like that, and I was like, yeah, it's too hardcore for me. So, <laughs> like, yeah. Look at that guy. Yeah, yeah, he's pretty hectic looking, especially like. I, I'm guessing around that time, it's like the Poison, Bullet for My Valentine, and like Volume Three, Slipknot. Yes, yes. Yeah. So like Manson's like doing the. I think at that time was Golden Age of Grotesque. So like the more like uh, World War Two aesthetic. Yeah. Yeah. And at the same time, it was the the rumors about him that he like. Up, like he got some ribs uh, cut off. Yeah, so yeah. He man. could pleasure himself. Yeah, the classic high school Manson rumors and stuff. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It still blows my mind that that went worldwide. Like those rumors were worldwide. Everyone knew about it. Yeah, yeah. And like back then, you didn't have like Twitter or stuff like that. Yeah. It was just like, oh, I, I read this on the internet once, so it must be true. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. it must be true. <laughs> yeah, that's There's crazy. Still, people who like believes that so oh yeah especially nowadays all the stuff that people like chemtrails and stuff it's like if chemtrails were real man you wouldn't know about it exactly 5g holy oh yes so good (laughs) people are wild but (laughs) that's yeah yeah. cool man so then from there you get into like slipknot and do you like go on the journey yourself or is it like through friends that you're like discovering new music it was mostly friends. I was um, I was skateboarding back then, so okay. like, I met a lot of like you know punk people and yeah. like alternative people. So I was a full blown emo myself. So <laughs> sick, same. The <laughs> uh, eyeshadow and all of that. So. Oh yes, <laughs> <laughs> it's horrible to look back at those times. Oh man, yeah. I was like a, a classic scarf wearer, so like. Looking back at old yes. photos, I'm wearing scarves and fingerless gloves. I'm like, what were you doing, bro? Yeah. And you thought you were so unique back then, didn't yeah. you? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and realistically, in the town that I lived in, I was fairly unique. There was like me and another guy that were like emos. But other than oh, that, it was a lot of farm kids. And I was like, you guys don't get me at all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you managed to do what no one else did, like. Because the thing is that, like, I, I didn't, ha- like, hang out at all with emo kids. Yeah, yeah. 
So I was the only one and I was like, I, I'm fucking, this is a breakthrough. Like the, these guys are going to see, and my mom is going to see that this yeah. is not a phase. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Look who's laughing now. Yeah. The music's still getting listened to. Oh yes. 100%. Yeah. <laughs> Him, all the emo bands, all that oh, shit. My Chemical Romans. Yes. So thing. good. Would you put them as your like number one emo era band? uh yeah okay yeah cool. definitely yeah um i would say like i guess like the the my chemical romance era was like the late bloomer emo right yeah yeah like 2006 yeah roughly yeah so uh yeah i i got into that like during the black parade album yeah um and i like i i started listening to the older stuff as well but like that didn't really like like it didn't get to me it's good as the welcome to the black parade yeah that was like every single song is a fucking banger and that's so good like the emotion on i remember like watching the music videos for it and i was like holy shit this is mind-blowing yeah because it was like a whole like the concept album and then like not only that like every song told its own story within this major story arc and then the videos were theatrical and it was just incredible all the way around yeah so that yeah, of course, that's the number one um, album when it comes to like the emo phase. But yeah, Sick. nothing will ever beat "And Love Said No" by him. Oh, never, 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 ever. Him is top tier band. Yes. Yeah, so good. I wish more people spoke about how great him were. Dude, I saw that. Um, what's their face? Uh, oh, Spirit Box. Yeah. They actually have like a hymn flag in their like rehearsal space. Really m- made me really glad to see that like they're actually like, rocking the old merch still. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I so, feel like, like, yeah. No, no, no. I, continue. Oh, I was just gonna say. I feel like um because like in Australia, obviously, like the major exposure of him was through MTV and Viva La Bam. Yeah, same. But, yeah. Oh, really? So like, even in Europe, it was like that. Yeah, he completely like made them what they were like at the end, I guess. Because yeah, even though like they're finished, like we Swedes barely knew about them before Bam started putting in on oh, like on the CQY stuff and on uh, Viva Bam and all of that. That's wild. Yeah, it's insane. I've I've never seen them actually live. Me neither. They played a, a there was a festival in Australia called Soundwave like a couple of years ago, and they played the second last one. And I, mm-hmm. I just missed their set and I've never regretted anything more in my life. Yeah. <laughs> <Same>. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I should have fucking seen him. Like, but at the same time I saw the ghost inside and motionless in white. So I was like, uh, it evens out. Okay. Yeah. That, that's fair. Yeah. But still wish I could see him. I've got a bunch of him DVDs. So that makes up for it. I, I think I have one. The, they have like the live DVD. That yeah. With, Venus like, Doom. Uh, is that one with the crow on the front of it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I've got the same one. Such a good DVD. So good. Yeah, I'm probably going to watch that later today. Now. <laughs> yeah, me too. Yeah. I'm going to fall asleep too. It's so fucking good. <laughs> yeah. Cool, man. And so like Skater Kid, you're hanging out with punks, you're an emo, my chem's sick. And then from there, you said Bullet was like the band that made you sort of like get into heavy music, but is that the band that made you want to play, like be in bands and stuff? 
Yeah and no. Um, I think that was still like the the fan phase, I guess. Like I just enjoyed listening to music. That was like, is that it was my older brother that like kind of taught me to listen to like screamo music. Okay. Um, so like I I was still like I guess figuring out that sort of music back then. Yeah. But the band that actually like made me and my friends start our absolute like the first band was Escape to Fate. Oh, this conversation is getting better and better. Every <laughs> band that's discussed, it's so good. Yes, sick. Which era Escape the Fate are we talking? Uh, is it Dying Is Your Latest Fashion? Yeah, like oh, the Ronnie era? Radke one. Fuck, yeah, that's good. Before he ended up in jail. Yeah, fuck, that's a good album. It's so yes. good. <laughs> We we started like playing covers of those songs because we like oh, didn't know yes. how to write songs at all. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, like, yeah. I actually have video clips of it from like way, way, way back. Oh, that's so good. Yeah. You should so, post them and just be like, check this shit out. <laughs> Look how fucking bad I was back. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure it was sick, but that's so rad. Escape the fate covers is sick. Yeah. But like that's like Escape the Fate really like made me interested in like the whole being a metal vocalist kind of thing yeah yeah that's excellent i feel like that whole like sort of i lump them all in as one like that myspace warp tour era of music really like molded a bunch of modern musicians now to be like you can be like those bands because they're all diy like metalcore bands essentially yeah and it was so cool to like, because you could see like this whole generation starting to actually embrace, especially like live music. Yeah. Because um, like, of course, there's always going to be like a bunch of bands that are, you know, they're popping up there and they're doing their thing for a year and then they disappear. But yeah, yeah. at that point, like so many bands started making music because they got so fucking inspired by that kind of music. Yeah. Definitely. And I think it's because like, the the imagery that came along with listening to that music it kind of like helped with the the social frowning upon of looking that way yeah 100 percent. yeah well sick so one, that's yeah one no one band that actually like especially when you're like saying it like that like you could help the the frowning upon yeah um was uh was it Pier- pierce devay no 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 pierce devay what's it called uh andy beer sex band oh black veil brides black veil brides when that yeah, first yeah. song came out oh the best it was like knives and pens or yeah yeah called. yeah like that was like whenever emo was like i mean something yeah I'm, yeah i'm yeah. gonna be something like. yeah but i yeah. definitely fell victim of that i was like oh yeah i can be a musician and i will be successful yes yeah <laughs> yeah that's sick that's so good we have so much like music taste in common it's so crazy that's wild it's so funny because like nowadays when i like getting to new music like i never listen to metal that much anymore yeah, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm just such a like i listen to pop a lot i just heard uh, charlie poop's uh, latest song okay charlie poop yeah. is so sick yes just like light the... switch song. Yeah, oh my yeah. God, I'm jamming that every day. <laughs> Sick. So when I found out like, he had, yeah. No, but like back then, like it was all about the metal. So yeah, yeah. It's funny how you change as well. Yeah. No, like I think like it's more like I think because that was like our era of growing up, like being teenagers and stuff. But before that, it was like 
a time period where on the radio you could hear Slipknot and then the Spice Girls and then Limp Bizkit. It's so insane to think that that could be a thing back then. Yeah. And like, it's sort of like now we have the choice to listen to whatever we want, whenever we want. Like we don't really need radio. So it's like, you can listen to like Slaughter to Prevail and then Charlie Puth, like straight after each other. (laughs) But like, I was amazed that he has perfect pitch and like how good of a vocalist he is outside of a recording studio, just like live raw vocals. Insane. So good. I, I, I watched an interview with him when he was like, yeah, I didn't know how to sing. Like, I guess that interview was a couple of years ago and he was yeah, like, yeah. yeah, two years ago, I didn't know how to sing at all. And That's insane. They, the interviewer was like, why did you learn to sing? He was like, I wanted to earn some money. I was like, holy shit. Well, <laughs> you're the most famous pop artist out there right now. Yeah, yeah. That's insane. Because I think he was a YouTuber before being a musician. Might have been, yeah. yeah. Or if it was like a Vine thing or yeah. oh, like Vine. something like that. I miss that app so much. <laughs> yeah. Just like I like watch Vine compilations every now and then and they make me laugh so hard. Yeah. Just the stuff I mean, people like, would do. TikTok like is, I, I hated it at first, but yeah, yeah. the the algorithm has kind of figured out what I like. So I'm actually enjoying it now, but it's oh, never going to be the same as mine. Dude, no. mine was so good. It was wild. Yeah. So uh, those Escape the Fate, those sorts of bands pop up for you. And then you start being in bands. Was that when you were in high school still? Or was it like when you were out of high school and you like start to get into the scene from there? Mm, I think... We started the first band when I was like 14, 15. Okay. Um, might have been wrong. Yeah, because I was allowed to ride a scooter. So I'm sick. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, we, and we were just like only covers, like covers of Escape the Fake, covers of Green Day. Yeah. Um, just like we trying to figure out like how to play instruments. And it was so unfair because my friend, He's one of these like asshole talented people. If you put an instrument in his <laughs> hands, he's going to yeah. know how to play it in like 15 minutes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like I, my, both my brother and my dad were drummers. So like I knew how to play like if for, if for beats, but yeah, yeah. Um, besides that, I didn't know shit. So I tried out the guitar, I tried to get the drums, the bass, and then was like, hey, I'm going to be a vocalist. Um, that was that. That was that. And it did not work out. Holy shit. Back then when YouTube wasn't a thing and you yeah. tried to learn how to scream. Yeah. Dude, I like my voice was blown out for weeks. <laughs> and at 14, you're also like going through puberty at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. So you're <laughs> so just putting horrible. extra strain on your voice. Yes. Brutal. <laughs> but it was a fun time. Like it was, I don't think it, it's like as special um nowadays because like you have so much information and you can learn stuff so quickly which is super great it's a super good thing to have like youtube or google or whatever but back then like it was so much like you said like diy like you you need you need to learn stuff by yourself yeah yeah. definitely i I think like being in a band when you're that young is like more pure than when you're like older because like you're just a kid that's like i give so much of a shit about music that i want to play music yeah. with my friends and then you get older and you get fucked over a couple of times and you're like all right i know what not to do now yeah yeah <laughs> that's my fucking life story yeah, right man, there, dude. 
<laughs> Still at 27, I'm like, oh, I probably shouldn't do that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'll learn next time. That's crazy, man. Same story over and over again. Yeah, for sure. Um, and then, so like that band happens, and then from there, like, what was the Swedish like heavy scene like when you were coming up? It was super good, right? When I first, uh, for like, when I started my first band. Yeah. Because, uh, like, we had shows, not like my band, but we had shows like pretty much all over the place in in sweden at that point like the metal scene was booming and like i think that was when asking Alexandra came out with stand up and scream so oh, everyone sounded like yes. that yeah um, the crab core like the edm core. <laughs> yes. yeah yeah i missed yeah. that time so oh much. i still listen to the first attack attack album all the time yes it's so good i love it so much uh no but like we yeah like the music scene was good for about two years okay and then like i guess it it, 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 the fucking fan like no one went to shows anymore it wasn't a thing anymore to do it so like no one just were like everyone just stopped for some reason you had like these 10 people who came to support your band that you know they became your friends because it was only them at the show yeah yeah um so it, yeah i guess it was good for a couple of years but like smaller bands now in sweden can't really play shows anymore like they have to support something bigger to be able to like get a crowd really yeah and it sucks like i feel so bad for smaller bands nowadays that are like so many talented musicians popping up in sweden in the metal scene right now yeah but no one's getting recognition because like like the swedish scene is kind of dead like that's why everyone's yeah. trying to you know make it in germany or in in the uk or in, yeah, in yeah. america well i think like when i was younger because i used to like read metal hammer religiously yeah. and like the perception was like all of europe is like huge into metal mm-hmm. but uh hearing it, that it really was hearing that it's kind of like that like kind of sucks it on a local level like it's hard for bands to like get up and running and get off the ground yeah because like i don't know like people were i knew like so many good bands like um yeah i don't know if you ever heard of them like Intohimo. no but they sound they were, sick that's a cool name they were insane and i think they did a reunion show like three years ago and it was so oh, yeah. cool to see them again because they were like they were the big thing in sweden they were like it was them adept uh if you know them i think i've heard the name yeah yeah, they were they were actually super big back in like 2012, but they oh, made it in Germany, so they were like hanging out over there all the time. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, there were so many like smaller bands that were super talented, had like actual unique sounds, but when the scene started dying out, like they didn't want to try to even like get shows going anymore because they knew what they were expecting. Yeah, that's unfortunate, man. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds like the the scene in Brisbane a couple of years ago was like that, where like the only time people would come to shows is when like an Amity Affliction or like a Thy Artist Murder come through town. Yeah. And now like post, well, not post COVID, it's still like COVID times, but like now um, like local bands can pull like fairly decent crowds, which is great. Oh, it actually came back. Yeah, it's starting to come back, which is great. Like, um, I did a fill-in spot for a friend of mine's band, and uh, they opened for Thy Murder, and 
in a day they sold out the zoo, which is like, I can't remember what the capacity is. I think it's like a thousand, if not over a thousand in a day sold out a show. Holy shit. Yeah. It was insane. I, I really hope that that's going to happen. I, I doubt it, but it would be cool if it happened in Sweden as well. I hope it happens everywhere. Like more like heavy music, local communities would be excellent. Yes. <clears throat> and then, so we'll get back into your journey through music opposed to scene talk. Um, yeah, I'm sorry for just <clears throat> rambling on. No, man, don't be sorry. It's, it's all good conversation. It's I think like from doing the podcast as long as I've done it now, like I think people like that, like, almost like behind the curtain look like just two musicians talking like they would in a green room. Yeah. 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 Which is like, we just talk about how sick bands are and how cool shows are. That's always the conversations backstage actually. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's like, oh, I'll play this show. It was fucking sick. And like, that's as <laughs> yeah. far as it goes. Yeah. Um, but Aviana in Australia, we say Aviana, but I've heard you say Aviana. Um, yeah, I say Aviana. Yeah, yeah. Well, but I'm you're... I'm actually starting to think that I'm the one saying it wrong. <laughs> nah, everyone says Aviana. No, it's your band name. You say it however you want, man. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you start Aviana, and what's the journey to get to the starting of that band? Oh shit! It's it's a it's a long journey because um, I was in a band called Walking with Strangers. Okay. Um, and I was, uh, no, we were touring Europe and our drummer had to go back home, like halfway through the tour. I think it was like a month. Um, so we contacted this guy, Nick, and we asked him like, Hey man, you're, he's a super talented drummer. And I was like, Hey, you guys, do you just want to hang out like for two weeks? Um, and he comes along and he's super nice, super down to earth, love the guy to pieces. And he, he actually talked to me like, Hey man, I'm, I'm actually, I'm creating this, my own project, which is called Aviana. Um, like, do you know any good vocalists that might like want to fit? We have this and this sound kind of, uh, going for us. And I was like, well, I can just check around. And I knew, uh, the guy Marcus Veek. Okay, yeah, yeah. Um, who's in Invent Animate now. Um, yeah. And I told him, like, contact him because, like, he's he's a super talented vocalist and he's a super nice dude. Um, so that was, like, the the app, like actual start of Aviana, which I, like, I just had, like, just a pinky, just having fun there. Yeah, yeah. Right. Um, and then they released the first album, and they went separate ways. And like we know, Marcus joined Invent and yeah. Nick came to me and was like, hey, dude, uh, like what's what's the status on Walking With Strangers? Like, what are you guys doing? And like, I, I was pretty much just done with music at that point because I was just at a really bad place. Yeah. Um, so I was like, well, not really anything. And he was like, well, I can send you some demos if you like want to see what we're doing at the moment. Um, and I really love those demos and I started recording the same day or the day after, I think. That's um, and then I went, I was living in a town called Norrköping, which is like an hour and a half away from Stockholm. Okay. Yeah. And the other guys lived down in Gothenburg. So like I had to travel down here to 
uh, going to the studio with them, just like talk like plans and you know what 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 the future is looking like for them. Yeah. Um, I went on two secret shows because they didn't want to announce a vocalist. Okay. Before they like really knew who to pick, because I think they tried out um, two different ones before me. Um, then I had to tour Japan and not post anything on social media that I was in <laughs> fucking Japan. Like yeah. I love that country <laughs> so much. It's so cool. Yeah, yeah. And I wasn't allowed, so I'm just doing like a lot of throwbacks nowadays because I'm yeah. like, hey, look, I was in Japan. <laughs> now you can talk about it. Yeah. Um, and then, like, I guess that's like the how I got into the band. When um, you know, just friends and yeah people helping people i guess yeah just being like buddies with people and like falling into the right situation yeah i mean this is my fourth band yeah (laughs) Yeah. like like you said before like trial and error but you're still doing like the same (laughs) fucked up mistakes every time and you end up like not wanting to do music yeah yeah you get super jaded super quickly yes yeah but it's all about like how how badly you want it how much shit you're gonna eat to get what you want out of it I mean, like, even though if, if you're in a bad place, like at some point you're just gonna fall in, we're like fall in love with music again because like yeah. it's it's around you all the time. So yeah, if you're a vocalist, you're gonna sing like I sing everywhere I go. I'm really fucking yeah, yeah. annoying in that kind of sense. But <laughs> I mean, it, it's hard to let go when you've like been in that kind of life because because yeah. it's like it's a fun lifestyle. It is. And like when you've been doing it for so long, it's like you doing it at 14. I was about the same age when I started like joining bands and like getting with friends and jamming and stuff. It's like, it's almost the only thing, you know? Yeah. Or the only thing that sort of just makes the most sense. Cause you, you always like think about it. That's, that's the weird part. Like yeah. it, it becomes a, cause a lot of people are like, okay, are you earning money on it? And like, well, at the start, no. And I like, especially this kind of music, you're not yeah. going to earn that much music, like from streaming and stuff like that. Um, but, you know, it's, yeah, it's, it's your life pretty much and you yeah. can't really escape it, which sounds horrible, but it's nice. No, I think like it, it definitely, like, if you're into it on that level of like, you want to do it so badly, it becomes an obsession and it doesn't matter how much you can monetize off of it. It's all about passion. Yeah. hundred percent. Which is sick. I love that shit. <clears throat> and then from, so you join and then Epicenter comes out? Yes. That's your first release with Aviana. Yeah. Sick. And what was the, like you went into it a little bit, but what was like the, the writing process like going from your previous band to Aviana? Um, it was kind of the same because in every band I've been with, like I'm I'm horrible at writing like instrumental parts. Yeah. Uh, so those were already pretty much done when because they they were they had that album done when I joined because that okay. was like the demos they started sending to me. Like yeah, they, yeah, I think they had like six or seven songs done already. Okay, see. Um, so they like already had like the general idea how they wanted the vocals to sound, how they wanted like the the screaming patterns to be, like all of that. Yeah. And uh, Sebastian, the old bass player, is a really good uh, lyricist. So like he he really knows how to express himself really good in lyrics. So yeah. both he and I just 
through balls all over the place trying out new ideas it was super fun um so like i pretty much only went here to gothenburg and uh got like i guess kind of like a demo what they wanted the screams to be and i just filled it in and added like bits and pieces of it but the like vast majority of that album is they're doing which is like so insane because no one is really a vocalist there but they had so good ideas yeah so the the, like we i think we we recorded it in like two weeks maybe sick quick one so that was insane yeah it was really hectic because like we we just wanted to you know show it to people because they had been sitting on it for like half a year a year yeah yeah and then I had to come and do all of my stuff. So like we we were anxious to just release it. And we had like the deal with Rising Empire. Yeah. So we we really wanted to like, you know, get that ball rolling and starting to work with them. Fuck yeah. That's excellent. <coughs> oh, I got a cold. I'm, I'm rattled. You need uh, to sleep, man. Uh, definitely. I'm probably going to have a nap. I'm going to watch the <laughs> hymn DVD. Maybe watch a prom <laughs> queen DVD and then I'm going to go over that. Um, no, that's excellent, man. That's so sick. I'm like, like having this conversation, like getting to know you through it. I'm like so stoked for you that like your journey has been like this great throughout, like that you're in a place where like Aviana is like blowing up, which is so sick. I, I can't really wrap my hand or my head around it. Um, that like the the latest single is doing so well and it's giving so much traction to like the the older songs as well yeah well like i heard about you guys through the latest release like my drummer for my band just sent it to me and he's like this song is so fucking sick and i was like what and i checked it out and i was like this is pretty sick like fuck yeah i'll go i'll go listen back to this and then tim asked if uh tim sent me something i was like i definitely want to talk to joel like that's fucking sick Oh, hey man, I'm just happy to be to be here and talking to you. <laughs> Sick. Well, um, we'll get into like all the new stuff now. Um, and yep. obviously, like things happen, bands change. What's the the biggest difference now in Aviata now that it's just you? Uh, it's a lot more stressful for one. I believe, I believe it. <laughs> um. I, I have my manager, Stoffer, who's the greatest guy in the world who really helps out on. Yeah, he's he's the best. And he's like, because when when the other members were like, OK, so we want to like figure stuff out in our lives and like yeah. they want to focus on everything else. Uh, Stoffer called me, I think, the day after and he was like, how are you doing, man? I'm like, I'm feeling really fucking bad right now. Mm-hmm. Um, but he was like. I'm with you 100% if you want to continue doing this. And I was like, fuck yeah, um, so I'm sick. not giving up. And so he, he's been with me like throughout this time. And like every single time I've had a bad day, he's been, you know, calling me up, checking up on me. And he's, he's the fucking greatest. And I owe him so fucking much for being the person he is. That's excellent. It's, it's probably like super good to have that support system with like the whole like band situation because like being in bands like some like stuff just happens yeah and the worst part is that like you know being in a band is being in a relationship pretty much but with four other dudes exactly (laughs) like these are people you hang out with 
a lot and you talk with like you're always talking with them either if it's like on texting or you're, yeah. you're on the skype call or whatever like you're always talking to these people and you know not talking to them anymore it's just like it's your best friends like yeah, yeah. They, and they have something else they want to focus on of course like i respect that 100 but it, but it's like you know it, it's it's sad in a way and it's it's heartbreaking in a way but you know there's there's no bad blood and we still love each other so that's excellent man i love hearing shit like that when like just everybody's like just cool with each other yeah i mean like i know that um Marcus started his uh, side project. I think it's called Dead Waves, and it's super oh, cool. Like kind of like corn music. Super oh, cool. He writes everything yeah. by himself. He's super talented. Sick. Um. So like he does his own thing musically, but I think like the rest of the people, like they're just focusing on careers and stuff like that, which is super yeah, yeah. cool. Just that being an adult life. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the nightmare for me yeah, but. exactly 100 <laughs> percent. I, I dread the day that i'm like oh i'm gonna commit full-time to being an adult yeah no getting house with a pool yeah a dog <laughs> i've already got a dog I halfway do, there yeah i do really want a dog though i'll do it so bad that's sick man well um this conversation's been fucking awesome man thanks for doing the podcast oh no thank you for having me it's all good any any time Anytime you want to talk shit, talk about him, hit me up. Oh, yes. Dude, I can talk <laughs> about him for hours. Oh, man. All right. We'll, we'll get into that, but I'm going to let you know now. So when we're talking about him, you can think about this. Your top five favorite bands of all time. Just that's the last question of the podcast. Yeah. It rattles well, people. Him, for Him's sure. one of them. All right. Now, what's your, what's your favorite hymn song of all time? Um, it's either shit, dude. I love every single song. They're all uh, incredible. I love Vampire Heart. Oh, a lot. yes. Um, that album's incredibly underrated. I feel yes. With like uh, Wings of a Butterfly. Yeah, exactly. So good. And there is. The one song that I always forget the name of it. Um, I'm actually cheating and <laughs> checking the <this> Spotify <laughs> right so now. So good. Um, fuck, what's it called? Like, it's it's on an album that I always, for some reason, skip, and okay. I don't want to skip it, but I I just like forget it. It. Oh, pretending. Yeah. Oh, that's incredible. That's such a fucking banger. Yes. Yeah, and then watching them live and like. All the melodies and like harmonies and shit. It's just fucking it's crazy. Insane. Yeah. Such a good fucking band. Um did, did five? Yeah. My my top five bands? Oh, yeah. Okay. Bands or artists. One. You can throw in you see listen to pop music, throw in artists if you want. Um I'm actually a huge uh Devin Townsend um fan. Crazy. It's like I I or well it's like three or four songs yeah, that yeah. I like. I, I'm addicted to those songs. Yeah, the rest yeah. of like the the storytelling weird songs, it's not kind of me. But when he mixes opera with like screaming, it's yeah. insane. Like his vocal range is nuts. Yeah, he's definitely like super creative. Yes, it's insane. like he does it all by himself as well, right? Yeah, I think so. Super talented. Um. 
It's so hard. Well, I, I can't skip Architects. I've always been an Architects fan. Sick. Um, what do I listen to? Dude, I'm, I'm just like going through my favorites because <laughs> like it's so hard. Yeah. It, every time I ask somebody, they're just like, oh, fuck. And I'm like, yeah. Yeah. Sorry oh, this about that. come as a surprise, but I do love Justin Bieber okay. a lot. Uh, his latest songs are fucking insane. Even though like, I guess it's mostly like producers, but like, I don't yeah. care. The stuff That's... that he did with Sony Moore. Or oh, Sony Moore. Oh, is good. a whole kettle of fish. Yeah. <laughs> From first to last is so sick. They didn't they like make a song? Like they, they did a reunion show and released yeah. a song and they then did two they songs. Disappeared again? Did yeah. Two songs? Yeah, I think they recorded them with uh I think yeah, I think Matt Good produced them. Yeah. And then Sonny came back, they put out two songs like six months apart from each other it was like a crazy long time and it was like almost like they were building hype to an album and then nothing happened yeah because i heard the song make war yeah um like the lyrics on that song is super funny like i don't so know if funny. it's serious or not yeah 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 um i've been listening so here, here's a uh, this is kind of awkward i barely knew who uh the band era was okay before I met them in, because they were playing the same festival we did in Japan. Okay, yeah. And I completely fucking fell in love with JT. He's such a funny guy. Sick. Um, <laughs> super nice, super down to earth. Like, and after we, I saw them play, I was like, holy shit, you guys are good. So I'm listening to them a lot, and especially the Night to Silence song. Oh, what a track. Mm. That's so good. So- I was actually listening to that this morning at like, 330. <laughs> <So early, dude. laughs> yeah. But that, that melody that uh um the intro melody just fucks me up. You know what that reminds me of? What? Him. Fuck yeah. It does. It really does. <laughs> yeah, that's I don't know why, but I'm just getting the him vibe. So like the falsettos and it's like yeah. almost dreamy vocal. It's so like Dude, what's his name? Fuck, I keep forgetting his name. The, the clean vocalist, the guitarist. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. I can't remember his name either. I've been up for a long time. But yeah, his... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, And for the past, like, I guess, four years, I've been listening nonstop to Don Brocco as well. Okay, fuck yeah. They're popping up in a lot of people's top five favorite bands. Yeah, they. I, I started listening to them back when I was in Walking with Strangers because they were like before. This is you know we're hipsters here, so like before okay. they <laughs> blew up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We listened to them. We actually went to a show in England when we did. We were touring there and they were playing a show, the same night as we did. So like we, we played our show and grabbed like a taxi and went to the other venue they were playing, which was a That's lot bigger so than ours. Oh, <laughs> but hey. It was so cool to see them live. Yeah, that's sick. How many cool, are that? Is that four? Is that five? Uh, I don't know. Him, Era, Era Don Bronco. Don Bronco, Justin Bieber. Yeah, Biebs. And um, I feel like there was another say, one. Did I say something else? I don't know. Let, let's add Panic at the Disco yep. just for shits and giggles. Sick. <laughs> Any specific Panic? Um the old one like uh the nine first. in the afternoon oh yes what a Those track songs yes 
Um, yeah. yeah, like I, I like the new stuff as well, but it's 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 maybe too mainstream. Yeah, I get that. I, I like when they were smoking weed and just writing weird songs. It yeah, a little, so little strange, like <laughs> very gold, strange music. Goldfish but... in their in their music videos and shit. Yeah, <laughs> super weird. That's sick, man. <laughs> Fuck yeah. That was hard. That was super hard. I believe it. <laughs> yeah. You're always put on a spot when someone asking you that. Like, yeah, well, I, I probably should have said something in the emails beforehand, but it's all right. We yeah. got there. We got there in the end. We did it. We got through it, man. Yeah. Fuck yeah, man. Thanks for doing the podcast. Dude, again, thank you for having me. This is so fun. Done for another week. A huge, fucking huge. Thank you to Joel from Aviana. Absolute fucking legend. He is a fucking... He's a, he's a fucking homeboy. He's a homeboy now. Um, I'm so dumb. I'm fucking so dumb. Yeah, he's great. Don't listen to me. But do listen to me. He's great. Um, if you want to check out Aviana, they're on all streaming services. So go check him out. Obsession, it's fucking sick. The video is also really cool. So if you want to check that on, out on YouTube, go ahead. Check him out on the socials at Aviana. SWE because they're from Sweden and they're fucking sick. So, yeah. And if you like what I'm doing over here with the podcast, please, I'm begging you. You can't see me, but I have my hands together. Not to pray, because I don't do that. Um, but <laughs> if you like what I'm doing over here with the podcast, please share it, tell a friend, subscribe on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Um, follow it on Facebook and Instagram at Heavy Sweater Podcast. And yeah, help grow this thing because it's like I have fun doing it and I'm sure you have fun listening to it. Yeah, so thank you. But also come back next week for a new episode. Thanks. This is recorded in the future also. Um, so we've played a show since then, since I've recorded this because I'm recording this on the 14th, the 12th. I'm a fucking idiot. I'm recording this. <laughs> I'm recording this on the 12th of February. So yeah, I'm, I'm fucking buzzing dude. Cause I just finished a fucking episode that's coming out around like early March and it's going to be fucking sick. So, um, yeah. Shows were great. Let's hope I didn't get COVID again. Huh? As, as a collective unit, if I have, I'll let you know. Um, yeah, thanks for listening this far, because now it's just the rambling times. This is Heavy Sweater After Dark. <sighs> fuck, I'm dumb. Anyway, come back for a new episode <laughs> next week. Thank you so much for putting up with me and listening and supporting me and listening to my podcast every week if you do. If not, this is your first one you're listening to. I completely understand if you don't want to listen again if you've listened this far, but the interview with Joel from Aviana was really fucking cool. So thanks for checking that out. And thank you, Joel, again for doing the podcast. It really means a lot to me. Thanks.